Hey everyone, and thank you for listening to the Let's Get Coffee podcast. I am excited to have another episode for you guys, so uh, let's get this thing started. Hey guys, and welcome to the Let's Get Coffee podcast. I am excited to be here with you guys. We are coming live to you from Just Love Coffee um, in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And I have a very special guest. He is newly appointed worship pastor at Gateway Church in Shelbyville. And it's Mr. Harley Rowell. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good, man. Uh, so what are you drinking? This is your first time at Just Love? It actually is. So Yeah. Um, I have a pour over. Um, I'm not sure. Is it V60 probably? Um, I, don't, they, I think they use Chemex here. Okay. I didn't watch them, so I don't know. I didn't watch them either. But um, I think they have both. But Yeah. It's an Ethiopian. Ethiopian. Um, it's their Sodamo, if you guys are familiar with Just Love. Um, okay. But yeah. Yum. It's I, good. I haven't had it. I like it. It's yeah. nice. My favorite coffee would probably be like a vanilla latte or Chemex, uh, maybe like a V60, but um, I'm a huge fan of like Colombian blends okay, and yeah. um, Honduran blends. Killer. They're, I like more of the sweeter, you know, notes mm-hmm. and things like that. So, Yeah. So do you make coffee at home or you... Sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, how do you brew it? Typically, like through like a Chemex, um, but yeah, I, I'm not super technical. Like I, I have a lot of friends that are like super into coffee and they give me the ratios to just do and I'm like, right. okay, I'll follow, follow what's on it. the notes. <laughs> One of these days you'll get there. I'll get there eventually. But. A couple of YouTube videos, you'll be all right. <laughs> right, right. No, I think it's actually pretty fascinating whenever I see people that, because I like, you know, vanilla lattes or mm-hmm. I like some sort of latte whenever I see them pour like this cool design I'm like man I want to know how to do that like super hard cool. is it it's, it's taking me three years to learn how to do it I, so, I really want to learn but I also don't know if I even have the time to be honest it, I mean you probably don't <laughs> you're now a busy man so yes yeah. yeah so let's I mean let's get into that kind of yeah. just uh let's talk about you as um as a guy who just got into music like yeah. what was your background in getting into music and also your now new position yeah so i've done music like my whole life ever mm-hmm. since i was probably like three years old i started singing and um i showed interest in music from a very young age um i started a worship band when i was uh little probably like sixth grade fifth grade um but I've, I've been singing since the beginning. And uh, one thing that I also loved and that I did for a while was I played trumpet in school mm-hmm. and got into trumpet and uh, even playing drums. Um, in fact, the first times that I ever actually um, led worship was from like a djembe or from even a drum kit, you know. Oh, wow. And so I remember starting the worship team at uh, First Baptist Bay Manette way down in Alabama near Mobile. My aunt lives there. No way. Yeah, she, yeah she's in Bay Manette. Oh my gosh. That's no legit, way. Dude. 
It's a small town, so that I'm super surprised. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's been there for about 10 years, 10 plus years. Oh, yeah. my gosh. That's awesome. Dude. That's crazy. So, yeah, so I led worship for, like, youth there, and I, I would do, like, um, big events and uh, lead worship there. Um, but that's really where I fell in love uh, with music. And um, like I said, I studied trumpet in school. I even went through uh, two to three years in college playing trumpet. Wow. So I studied uh, music in college. Mm-hmm. Um, and I studied with concentration in music business and voice. So um, I have that background of like the classical training and, right. and stuff like that. Um, but I always had an interest in, you know, contemporary Christian music and some country, some pop. Uh, I really love jazz and R&B. Like, mm. I love, I just love music. Across the board, yeah. Yeah, I just love music. And um, the Lord just ministered to me through music when I was a kid, and that's how I would kind of escape and um, just process things. And so it's, it all started there. I remember, like, writing songs when I was, like, three or four, just oh, in the bathtub, you know, and, and my grandmother... Uh, would uh you know be with me because i was raised by my grandparents and um she would say like you always would just sing what you did that day mm-hmm. and you would just make up random songs you know oh, so yeah not that they were good <laughs> at all so no hits no <laughs> yeah no that's really good so but yeah so how did you get um well actually how did you land in murfreesboro yeah so I came to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. It's actually Shelbyville where I live and where uh, where I work now at Gateway Church in Shelbyville. Um, but uh, I had a buddy, Lee Battalier. He's our uh, production director at our church. He's also our guitar player for Madison Street Worship. Um, he moved here um, about a year and a half before I moved up to this area. And I really was just feeling like God was calling me to the Nashville area. I just didn't have anywhere that I could get connected or plugged in. Right. And uh once he once he did, I was like, okay, let's let's go up there and see. Uh, and there were some other things that I'll probably get into later as to why I felt confirmation to move. Mm-hmm. But uh that's kind of how I got connected and I got connected with Corey Voss and Madison Street Worship and and our group that we have Right. There at Gateway Church, Shelbyville. So, was Lee acquainted with uh, with Gateway before yes. you came? Yeah. So he actually started playing guitar for Corey. Okay. Um, about a year and a half before um, I moved up, and then uh, he became the production director there. And so, when I first came here, I already had community and a place to be able to do life with people, and that's really what I needed, um, right. and that's what I wanted. You know, was to have a um, a group of friends around me that could support what I was going through at that time. Yeah. So you came, did you come to Nashville with the intention of doing artistry or doing anything in music? Well, I knew that it would benefit, you know, right. being up here. Actually, I listened to another podcast called the Song uh, Revolution Podcast with John Chisholm. Um, shout out to them. And he would always say, if you want to become a good songwriter, you've got to. Uh, surround yourself with other mm-hmm. good songwriters yeah. and uh, he would also say like if you want to be a good songwriter move to Nashville you know move to a place that has uh, either cr- you know create the space at wherever you are or like move to a place that already has that and yeah. um, so since I had that connection with some friends I was like you know I'm just gonna see what's gonna happen and mm-hmm. I just trust the Lord that 
uh, that I'll be in the right community. Yeah. So now you were originally the associate worship pastor, right? Gateway? Yeah. When I first uh, moved here, mm-hmm. I uh, just stepped in to help Pastor Corey, you know, uh, create a culture of community and um, just some organizational things like scheduling and scheduling in advance. And so I came and I saw those areas that we need work. We needed work in, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, I I've, I've done that for five years. Like I'm, I will help, you know, do that. And I just volunteered for right. uh, the last two years that I was there and. And uh, just recently, about a month ago, um, we made the switch. And mm-hmm. Corey, as in your last podcast, you talked about it a little bit. But uh, Corey went into the solo artist yeah. world, and, and I stepped in as the worship pastor and leader of Madison Street Worship. And yeah. it's been so much fun, and, and it's been a win-win for both of us. Right. So, so how, how hard of a transition has it been going from part-time pastor to, and full-time just employee at a job? Right. Uh, to now being just full time doing something you love yeah. at a place you love. Yeah, I I love it. Like I've waited and just asked the Lord, you know, when is going to be the right time? Like mm-hmm. I I prayed into it for seven years, you know, or or more. Um, I was serving at a church in Alabama before, but it was you know, it was part time pay and um, a lot of work, and then right. moving here, having a full time job assisting you know it was it was actually good for me i needed it you know i really needed to not be necessarily the one in charge at Mm -hmm. first i needed to um learn how to support someone else's vision and run with that and help them as much as i could and Mm -hmm. that's given me a whole lot of uh value you know for my position now because the people that are doing the same for me like it, it really blesses my heart. You know? Right. Yeah. And that's very humbling to, to actually like have that mentality going into it because a lot of people these days are saying, Hey, I want to be the one in charge. I want to have the final say so and things yeah. that we do. Uh, so the fact that you stepped in with the idea of, Hey, I want to learn. I yeah. want people to pour into me, um, without having any authority in what's happening. I'm going to learn and be the best I can. So that's really, yeah something you don't see very often so that's great well it's it's so good because you know you can't do everything on your own mm-hmm. and I knew like without uh without friends around me you know I would fail yeah. and I think also whenever you are serving in ministry or whatever it looks like mm-hmm. you know I feel like it's important to serve your leader's vision and yeah. just help them as much as they can because it's it's a hard job Oh, yeah. To be the one in charge. And um, I think it's a blessing whenever you're able to just say, hey, whatever you need, like, mm-hmm. let me help you make this better. Because in the end, if your team wins, you win individually. Right. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's good, man. So, I mean, you got to see the birth and the rise of Madison Street Worship. Yeah. Uh, so tell me, just talk a little bit about how that came into fruition and then uh, just kind of how, uh, well, what you're what you're planning on doing now yeah so yeah uh cory and madison street worship had already been they had already been writing and uh getting things ready for the live recording mm-hmm. um our first record which is called songs of the house and um actually they had already recorded the night of the event mm-hmm. for the live recording and i wasn't here yet um, okay. i had just moved like right after 
um, they had done that event. Um, so I moved up here, and then like a few days after that, I was in my first uh, co-write with a few people, Lee Battalier, uh, Corey Voss, Bailey Hager, and John Strandell. Um, and if I'm missing anybody, please forgive me. But uh, we wrote Holy Places, and that song actually landed on the Songs of the, Rec- or Songs of the House record. And um, so that was really cool to be able to have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And um, that was before Bailey was an artist with M- MSW as well. Oh, awesome. Um, but she did write on that song. So that was really cool. That's cool, yeah. Um, so we wrote Holy Places, and then uh, we put out the first record, and that's been going really well. And mm-hmm. we've done some travel here and there as much as we can. And then... Uh, we did our songwriting retreat. We wrote for our second record, which is um, Heaven Come Closer, that we just put out this last year. And um, we actually put it out right when COVID mm-hmm. hit, and it yeah. was so unexpected. And um, that's been a challenge. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's been so beautiful to see like what God is doing through those yeah. songs because the truths in those songs mm-hmm. are are uh, what our church needed in that time yeah so yeah i remember uh well i had brady on he was my second second episode of the podcast uh but we were kind of talking about that how um i mean you guys were initially going to drop it that same time that you guys were and uh, we we're gonna have a big huge launch and it was just gonna be a night of worship and uh, yeah i was planning on going to that but then he was like COVID happened it was really hard and uh, we were just saying that that album was what we needed for that time, mm. and so I know I know different people have talked about how that album is one of the albums that kind of got them through wow. um, the unknown, the uncertain that's happening. So it's I mean, I'm glad that you guys didn't yeah. like hold off on it and then was going to release it later on. So I mean, yeah. it's it's really good and a, it's a great album. Yeah. If you guys haven't listened to it, haven't come closer, haven't come closer. And even our our first album, mm-hmm. Songs of the House. Um, it's also Praise really Your good. Name yeah. is a great song on there. Mm-hmm. It's got right as of right now, it's got over um, like four million hits on Spotify. Mm-hmm. And let's make it five million. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. So, but it's just really cool because to hear the testimonies of people mm-hmm. that are singing that song and to see that song travel around the world has been beautiful. Yeah. Um, to watch something from our house. And, and ultimately, when, when we write, like, we write for our local church. Mm-hmm. So we always try to keep our local church in mind. Yeah. Um, because really what it's about is, you know, providing them the language that they need. And right. uh, we just are thankful that God is, is using our, our content for the rest of the world mm-hmm. as well. We're very, very honored, and uh, we're very blessed to be able to have that opportunity. That's awesome, man. That's really good. So I want to kind of go back and, and talk about Holy Places for a little bit. Um, it's an incredible song. Love it. Thank you. Um, but was that like the first time that you had um, been a part of a co-write that was recorded and then put out? Or have you done some things prior to that to where um, you got some exposure in the recording um, side of things? Uh, well, I, I did a EP uh, years ago. I actually started it in 2015. Um, it came out in 2017. Um, and it was just something that I got to do. I, I co-wrote a little bit on that. Mm-hmm. But really, Holy Places was like the very first like co-write that actually made it on something. Um, and that gave me like a lot of hope and um, I was just super excited because uh, we, we came into that right 
you know, not really knowing what we'd get, and then we we came out of it with a song that has blessed so many people, and um, it's actually going to be on a new thing we'll talk about maybe here in a little bit. Uh Um, But yeah, so that song is going to premiere on something new uh, pretty soon, so I'm excited about that. Well, that's really awesome, man. Yeah. Can't wait to hear about that. Um, So I'm going to talk about a little bit about kind of your testimony, how you... Um, just really got connected with the church, but also just like how you came to know Jesus. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, when I was growing up, um, I was, my mom actually took a pregnancy test and she failed it. And she was like, oh, I'm not pregnant. Um, and I was actually a surprise to my whole family. Um, I remember my grandparents telling me the story that they got the call that their daughter just had a baby, which was me. And uh, they were like, out of nowhere, you are here. <laughs> and um, so I just thought that was really cool. And I'm thankful because mm-hmm. I've always had a relationship with my mom and my dad, and they've always been there. But from the very beginning, um, my grandparents took me under their wing, and uh, they adopted me. And oh, so awesome. um, they, uh, they had uh, raised me in church, and I saw, like, uh, the Catholic Church at first, and that's kind of mm-hmm. all I knew what church was, and that was just what we did as a family. And um, when I was in about second grade, I had a friend invite me to First Baptist Baymanette, and that's where I really got to know who Jesus was and about the Bible and about leading worship, and that's really where I felt the call to music as well. Um, I did like student life camps and other other camps and things like that that really um, impacted my life where I gave my life to the Lord. In fact, we just played an event at Lee University a couple Mm -hmm. of months ago, um, and Lee University is where I I said yes to Jesus, and that's that's where I also felt called to, like, do worship ministry for the first time. And so uh, Madison Street Worship got to lead at a Lee University chapel, and that was, like, a huge blessing, a huge full circle moment, you know? Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, going back to when I was young, so I, I got to see like a ton of different styles of, you know, worship mm-hmm. and, um, and when I gave my life to the Lord, um, is whenever I really hit the ground running with, uh, leading worship and being passionate about Jesus and, right. uh, being the difference in my community back home and stuff like that. So awesome, yeah, dude. I feel like the whole, my whole life, God has just had his hand on me. Even when I was younger, um, being raised in church was a beautiful blessing for mm-hmm. me because I never felt like there was a moment that God wasn't there. I always no. knew He was there. Sometimes I didn't know the fullness of who He was, mm-hmm. you know, but, yeah. but I always knew that He was there and that Jesus loved me. You right. Know? Yeah, I mean, that's, we all go through that, through that time, too. It's like, mm-hmm. we don't know exactly how full the impact is that Jesus is having, but uh, he'll show it when we need it the most, yeah. for sure. Yeah. That's awesome, man. So, um, just going into the, the worship side of everything, um, were you planning on just being a full-time worship leader, or did you want to do like worship music for the church as a whole, or just like the local church? Kind of, you know, just talk about that. Yeah. Well, I always um, knew that I wanted to do music, and whether that was for local church or whether that was for, like, records that would 
be able to influence you know the entire world I just knew that music was what I wanted to do and if right. the Lord blessed it I was I'd be thankful that he did you know yeah. um, but you know being at Gateway has been really great because we focus on uh, our local church and we like I said we try to put language to what people are going through um, but my whole life I've always desired and dreamed to do music full time um, and to be able to be a worship pastor now and to be able to do music and also pastor uh, the church and pastor the team has been just really um, like a full circle God yeah. moment for me oh, yeah. and I've I've prayed into it for years and years and um, it's been a really beautiful transition yeah. I'm so excited about it I can't wait for like what's to come mm-hmm. so yeah yeah I've always loved music and wanted to do music in some sort of way right that's yeah. awesome man yeah so I mean I guess making the decision just kind of let God work and, and lead you to the local church has been beneficial to you because you're in Shelbyville now, and yeah. uh, not only did you find a great community in the church, you also met your wife. Yeah. Which yeah. is, uh, you guys have been killing it on uh, social media. You guys are just, I mean, the stories you share, just the uh, the love that you guys show, not just for each other, but for, for Christ, is yeah. incredible. Oh, um, I mean, just talk about that. Talk about how you met your wife and, yeah. and just how marriage has been for you. Oh, man. Uh well, my wife is the best thing that has ever happened to me. <laughs> um, she is, good answer. <laughs> she's incredible. Yeah, like uh, she's she's so patient. She's so kind and loving and giving, and um, she just truly cares for people. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have a dream to do music for a living, which I thankfully get to do now. Right, but. Um, she had like her dream that God has given her for her entire life is just to be the best wife and best mom mm. that she could be. Yeah. And whenever I think about that, I, it humbles me mm-hmm. because I'm like, man, that's really what it's about, you know. Yeah. And and she's such a supporter. Um, she is so, like I said, patient, kind, gracious. But um, our story is a little bit different. Um, I don't know if you know the fullness of our story. I don't. Um, but uh, me and me and Allie met. Allie is actually Corey Voss's cousin, yeah. so we're all like she, it's uh, first cousin, I think. So technically, I'm like Corey's cousin by marriage. There so you that's go. cool. Yeah, um, I love I love being a part of their family. Mm-hmm. Um, their family is so fun. Um, they're so understanding. They're so loving. I've got the best in laws that I could ever uh, oh, yeah. imagine. Yeah, that's good. But um. You know, before meeting Allie, it was, I had one of the hardest times in my life, um, and so did Allie. Um, we, me and Allie both were married to separate people before I was married um, for a couple of years to another woman, and she was married to another man, um, and uh, oddly enough, both of our spouses had affairs, and um that's one reason why I felt confirmation to move to a new place because right. originally my goal was to completely start over mm-hmm. and um, I was going to move me and uh, my wife at the time to Shelbyville to start over and to just see what life would be like and to get out of the environment that you know we were in right um, for the better 
and uh, we got here, and just a few days after we got here, uh, my ex decided that she was going to pack her stuff up and leave, and she didn't want to follow the head of the house, you know? Um, And so the next thing you know, like, I found myself with a uh, divorce statement in the mail, and um, we had... We had agreed to to get divorced, and, and granted, like we went to counseling forever, you know, yeah. before that. And um, the reason why I decided to move us was to start over, mm-hmm. and um, so that was difficult. But um, but my my wife now, Allie, she also had the same thing happen to her, and her husband um, had an affair, and and they eventually got divorced. And uh, when we met. I just knew something was different about her. Something was super unique and super special. Yeah. And um, after we were divorced, uh, we just had a time of healing. And um, then when I felt like the Lord was on it and it was the right time, uh, we started dating. And then uh, a couple months later, I, I just knew she was she was my, you know, my soulmate. Yeah. Um, I said, hey, will you marry me? She said yes. And a month later, we got married, and we've been married. We just celebrated our year anniversary. Congratulations, man. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, So. I mean, how difficult has that been, um, you know, getting kind of adjusted to, um, you know, going through a divorce and then now finding someone new? And obviously, you guys both have your your hurt um, Mm -hmm. from from your previous marriages. Right. was it was an easy kind of I mean, I'm sure it was a little easy because you guys both love each other but was an easy kind of getting past that together um, did you guys really talk about it openly like that yeah and, yeah and, and work through it together yeah yeah we're super we've been super open with each other about our past struggles which is important everybody yeah and um, we also have been super open with each other about um, just some of the things that happened in our previous marriages and um i feel like honestly like we both wouldn't have made it without jesus there's no Mm -hmm. doubt about that but i also learned a beautiful lesson um even when i was in counseling to our my ex-wife you know i learned a beautiful thing that um god has designed marriage and he's designed your spouse to be a healing agent in your life and maybe that you know, your spouse is not your ultimate healing. Like your spouse is not Jesus, you know, Mm -hmm. um, but they are a healing agent. There's something that brings about the change brings about the healing. Mm -hmm. And that's been a beautiful process because Allie has been my rock, you know, and I've gotten to be that for her. And obviously we're both sold out for Jesus and we love, uh, we love Jesus and uh, the Holy spirit and the father. And so, um, that's one thing that I have taken away is, you know, uh, being each other's healing agent. There's some things that she carries that I need, and there's things that I carry that she needs and that right. she needed, you know? Yeah, that's so, awesome. Yeah. Um, like you said, you just celebrated a year of marriage, um, which nowadays, nowadays it's, it's huge. It's a huge accomplishment <laughs> to get past a year. Um, talk about kind of the importance how that relationship with Jesus is, especially in marriage, especially in 2020. Yeah. Um, I mean, you guys were, how many months were you in when, when the pandemic hit? So it's like, 
Toes. I mean, it, yeah. going through a pandemic like that right. as newlyweds, yeah. it, I mean, it's kind of na- it's kind of challenging to navigate yeah. that. So, I mean, just kind of talk about how intentional that relationship with Jesus is together. Yeah. Is. Well, um, I think it's important that you know you have a relationship with Jesus, and that you know that you're equally yoked as well. Yeah. Um, that you find the person that um, is equally yoked to you. You know, mm. um, because some some people are all about appearance, you know, and they're yeah. like, "Hey, I'm just going after the hottest person that I see." Mm-hmm. And uh, at the end of the day, looks are going to fade. You know, when we are both yeah. 80, 90 mm-hmm. years old, we're going to not be attractive. <laughs> you <laughs> would think she's attractive, though. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, there it is. absolutely. And so, um, but you know what I mean, like yeah, yeah. You know, I'm going to get wrinkles. I'm gonna. It happens. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but you know, basing your relationship on um, being equally yoked and knowing Jesus, you know, and yeah. really knowing the Father, knowing the Holy Spirit, and also knowing your identity and where mm-hmm. you know um, who you are in Christ. Right. Um, so that's really important that you that you both understand that you both know that, um, and then together, you know, through COVID. Um, it's been challenging. Um, my job that I had before, I was actually an employment um, agent. I was mm-hmm. a, a specialist uh, putting people to work, and the company that I worked for um, stayed super busy. So we did not slow down. We actually sped up. Um, That's good. It That's was, really good. Yeah. Um, we we needed as many people as we could, and so I was working a lot, and um, I was working like an eight-to-five job for the last two years. Um, and then doing music on the side. But um, I think the most important thing that I could have done and that we did do was that we just made time for each other, made intentional right. time. And I know a lot of people during COVID, like, lost their jobs, and mm-hmm. and I'm really, you know, sorry that that happened to people. Right. Um, thankfully, that didn't happen in our scenario. We mm-hmm. both were able to keep our jobs, and we both worked for companies that... Um, you know, stayed in business the entire time. Right. Um, so we were very busy, but making that time to spend with each other mm-hmm. was like the most important thing yeah. that we could have done. And, and not just like hang out together, but have real conversations, right. you know, have like heart to hearts mm-hmm. and tell each other that you love each other, you know, yeah. and, and that's what we do. Like whenever we see each other, whenever we're with each other, it's just, hey, let's just talk. Let, like, she's my best friend, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's important. It's that super important. Even yeah. after you get married, that you remain best friends, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's huge. Because um, I know, like, when I'm... Because my wife and I, we just celebrated a year in June as well. So, yeah. Um, but, like, going through... Again, the pandemic was something new for us, especially, I mean, it, even as a married couple. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was new for everybody, but the fact that we were... Not we're approaching a year in marriage. It was it was one of those things where it's like we're spending a little bit more time together, mm-hmm. locked up in a house than what we're used to. Yeah, yeah. Which can make or break a relationship if you don't have a if you don't have a healthy one, it could break right. it. Um, but luckily enough, it was. Uh, I mean, again, we both. Well, I was out of work for about two months. Yeah, uh, which was hard for me. Um, my wife definitely saw it change my demeanor of everything. Right. Um, there were days where I was kind of uh, had a little mild depression going on, yeah. but it was the uh, 
the fact that she saw that and she knew how to help me out was huge. Yeah. Um, and she was able to keep her job, which was great. I'm glad that she was able to yeah. do that. Yeah. But that time that we were spent, able to spend together that we don't normally get to because we're always busy mm-hmm. doing something, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's incredible to see to see how we can get through that because again being best friends with your spouse is super important yeah um definitely recommend if you're not best friends with your spouse you probably should change that (laughs) um fix that a little bit but um that's super good that you guys were able to to just be together yeah and spend time which uh, because i mean i see people on instagram that were like oh with my wife again gotta spend all day with her it's like, do you really hate your wife enough right. to not want to be with her? Right. Um, <laughs> There's people out yeah. there that are like just longing to have a wife. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's just like it's it's good that you guys were able to work that through and and, and realize the importance that it's you guys. Yeah, it's you. It's always going to be you. And so yeah. might as well get used to each other now. Oh yeah. So that's yeah. really good. Um, what kind of advice would you want to give to people who maybe are going through a similar situation that you went through, um, being, you know, going through a divorce, going through that kind of stuff, not knowing, um, really if you can trust somebody again. Right. Right. Um, also kind of how you can cling on to Jesus and like that hope that you found in him. Yes. Yeah. So when we both got divorced, I could speak for my wife and say, too, like, we both said, no, well, I'm not ever getting married again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And then look at God. Yeah. (laughs) But um, he said, hold hold on a second. Yeah. Yeah. He said, I'm in control. (laughs) Hold my beer. (laughs) Right. So, (laughs) but um, so, yeah, just, I don't know, man. Um, It was, it's difficult when you go through. Uh, something like that that was honestly something i'm glad that i went through Mm -hmm. you know and the reason why is because i appreciate the wife that i have now yeah that's good way more that's good than i would have ever in the past you know and um and i could again say the same thing for her um that when we've had this conversation it's like i appreciate you so much because of what I had to walk through. Yeah. Um, and so I would just say, like, if you're going through that um, time period, just know that, um, you know, it is important to fight for the marriage that you're in. Because mm-hmm. ultimately, like, uh, marriage is a covenant, you know. Yeah. And um, we both fought for our marriage before. Right. And um, unfortunately for both of us, it didn't work out, mm-hmm. you know, but God had another plan, even a, a even a better plan. Right. Um, but just keep your head up. It's going to be okay. It's not the end. Um, God's going to get you through it. Just give it time. Um, time can do a lot of things, you know, yeah. and the Lord is the restorer. He's the healer. He's our protector. Mm-hmm. Um, he's our provider. And so whatever you need. Um, just, just ask him to um, give you strength in those seasons because trust me, I know it feels like you know you can't stand. You know you've been standing long enough. It feels yeah. like you can't even stand anymore. But he can stand for you, mm-hmm. and he stands in the gap for you. That's good. And so just rest in that that he is for you. He's with you. Um, he's gone before you, and he's made a way. Because honestly, two years ago, I would have never expected my life to look like it looks right now yeah and it's only by god that he's 
done these crazy, amazing things. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just super thankful and super blessed. And I think it's also important to have a heart of thankfulness right. for, you know, what God has already done for you. Mm-hmm. Um, get out of the victim mentality. Yes. You know? That's huge. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah, it's, it's really easy to to stand in the valley and look and say, I'm in the valley. And you look yeah. at your past valleys, but you never look at how good the mountaintops were. Yeah. Um, the view from the mountaintops is so much better than the view from the valley. Um, yeah. Definitely look at those those views more yeah. than saying, I've been hurt before. Yeah. I, I've, I've been stuck. And it's easy to get into that victim mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so much easier to remember the hard things. It's oh, so yeah. much easier to remember the things that were bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I would just also say, like, it's important, and I have these written down, all of the good things that God has blessed me with. Yeah. Write those things down. Mm-hmm. Those are promises that he's kept, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it's encouraging when you look back on those things and say, look at what God did here. Look what God did here. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, look what God did here. Yeah. Um, and that's really, honestly, uh, from the Heaven Come Closer record, the song that um, one of the songs that I wrote on, it's called Look What God Has Done. Mm-hmm. And it starts out with, uh, in every valley, he mm-hmm. has been faithful to provide. And it talks about, look what God has done. He's been here all along. Yeah. All through the changing of the tides, he's been constant and he's been kind. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, check that song out if you're dealing you know, with um, that hardship. Because yeah. that's, that's why I wrote that song. It was mm-hmm. out of that testimony of what had happened. And honestly, that was the hardest thing that I, I had ever faced in my life up to that point. Yeah. Um, and from an early age, I could have um, chosen to play victim mentality mm-hmm. um, with everything that happened, you know, growing up with my grandparents. Yeah. I could have easily said, my mom and dad don't love me. Mm-hmm. But I actually got quadruple blessed because yeah. I had a mom, I had a dad, I had a grandma and a grandpa that were all like mom and dad to me. Right. And so, not playing victim mentality mm-hmm. and just being you, yeah, it'll make all the difference. That's good, man. That's really good. Yeah, I would definitely encourage you guys if you are going through any hardships in life to, to just listen to look what God has done. Um, it, it's it is an incredible song. I remember uh, Brady blessed my Dropbox with the uh, <laughs> with some of the the masters before that record was released, and uh, I remember hearing that one. Uh, I was in the car, and I'm mean, going to talk to you a little bit before we did this podcast, um, uh, kind of about what, what I was going through yep. in um, just a burnout season, a season where I was hurt by the church and yeah. hurt that um, that I couldn't be where I wanted to be. Yeah. And when I felt empty, and I heard that song, and it was just like, <laughs> what, what am I mad about? What am I hurt about? Mm. Because God has a much bigger plan for me. Yeah. Um, that again, it's easy to look at that hard thing and say, "I'm hurt. I'm always going to be hurt. I always will be hurt, right. and that's never going to change." Yeah. Uh, but that song was a great reminder for me, saying, "You can be hurt by this, and you can always have that victim mentality of it, uh, of going into a church saying, mm. well, I was hurt by the church before. I'm always going to be hurt by the church.' Mm. Wow. But it's like that's not the case. How many times did you go into church and you found healing? You found, yeah. I met my wife because of the church. Come on. So it's like, there's so many things that I could look at that says, that says you got hurt before you're going to get hurt again. Right. Wow. But now I had that, that mindset of 
I've been hurt before. I will get hurt again. But how I bounce back from that hurt Come on. is going to speak more volume than the hurt itself. Come on. And so, I mean, yeah. that's that, thank you for writing that song. Thank you for yeah. leading that song. Um, it's such an yeah. honor. Um, even the bridge, it just says, uh, there is no name that's greater, greater, mm-hmm. the one who saves. Um, and his name is Jesus. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Jesus covers a multitude of sins. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful for grace. I'm thankful for mercy. Yeah. And the same God who gave me that grace and that mercy through that uh, season is the same God who's given it to you right now. Yeah. You yeah, know? that's good, man. Yeah. That's really good. Well, I'm, I'm thankful that, you, uh, that you're here. I'm, I'm really proud and, and happy for you for this new season of life. Thank you, bro. Um, it's going to be huge. It's going to be really good. Um, and I'm ready just for another Madison Street Worship yeah. project. Yeah, so, I mean, on. are you guys working on anything? Guys... We're working on some stuff. Um, I can't exactly say what. But top we've... secret. It is top secret. But like I said before, um, holy places may appear on a couple things. Um, and um, we've got we've got a little EP that we're working on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a recut of some of the songs that we've done before. Right. Um, and that will come out soon. Um I don't want to say when yet, but yeah. we're looking in, you know, the first of the year, uh, and that'll probably be like 2021. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to this, keep an eye out for that. Um, and then follow us on, you know, Instagram um, and Facebook at Madison Street Worship. And um, we have a website, madisonstreetworship.com. If you want to check out those things as well, um, just keep up to date with us. Also follow on Spotify or Apple Music if you that's have right. those. Um, that's another good way to stay alert. Um, you guys have YouTube as well, right? We or do. Yeah, we do have a YouTube under channel. Madison Street or is it under uh, yeah. Gateway? Uh, so we have both. We have a Gateway Church. Uh, it's GTWY Church. Um, and our our handle for uh, the church is GTWY Church mm-hmm. for um, Instagram and Facebook and also YouTube. And then... Our handle for uh, Madison Street Worship is just going to be at Madison Street Worship on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, things like that. But yeah, we've got some stuff coming out, and I'm super pumped about it. That's awesome. Um, I'm excited to get back into the travel mm-hmm. world and uh, stuff like that. But for right yeah. now, we're kind of taking it easy with you know the, the COVID situation. That's awesome. Man. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to do it, but yeah. it's going to be really great and, and a huge blessing when it happens. Um, yeah, I'm pumped. If you guys are looking for a church, if you're in the Shelbyville area or even the Murfreesboro area, um, I mean, definitely it's worth the drive. I've been there a few times, and I'm blessed every time I go there. Um, if you are anywhere else in the world and you're like everybody else watching church online, uh, just tune in to Gateway. Listen to Harley's beautiful voice just singing, <laughs> singing praises, but also just uh, the church as a whole is a huge blessing. Um, so check them out. Also, don't just follow Madison Street Worship and Gateway Church. Follow Harley as well. And so if they want to do that, where could they find you out? So I'm primarily on uh, like Instagram and Facebook um, at Harley Rowell Music, H-A-R-L-E-Y, like the motorcycle, Rowell, R-O-W-E-L-L Music. Um, and yeah, you can follow me there. Please reach out, send me a DM. I'd love to talk with you and pray with you. Um, yeah, social media is just a cool thing that it we is. get to 
uh, utilized for the kingdom and its advancement. So that's awesome, man. Yeah, definitely check him out. And uh, again, if you're if you're someone who has a similar story to what Harley's been through, and even his wife, um, I encourage you to go on and just check out their uh, the posts that they make together. Um, just the the love filled posts, and definitely encouraged by it. So uh, thank you so much, Harley, for doing this and then chatting for a little bit and opening up as well, dude. Thank you. It's been an honor. I love doing this type of stuff. And uh, yeah. when you asked me about it, I was like, yes, let's do this. Let's make it happen. So Yeah, I definitely appreciate it, man. But uh, we'll definitely do this again. Let's do um, it. I know I'm moving, but that doesn't stop me from doing podcasts. So Come on. Um, we'll do this again. And until next time, uh, just enjoy the past episodes. Uh, thank you so much, guys. Mm-hmm.